Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 67. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Practitioner, Lopez. I'm back. I don't know if you knew He's that. He's back. Back in business. Yeah, he it's is. been a while. Yeah. It's been uh, at least two fortnights, at I'd least. say. Almost I'm just a toad's age. It's almost been a toad's age. Yes, Which is- and that that other voice you're hearing, David Fancy Boy Tate. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Why am I fancy? What happened? <laughs> I think I want to say Miss Maya nicknamed you Fancy Boy Tate in Discord. Okay, so <laughs> okay, there you have sure. it. That's, that's uh, your that's name fine. now. You're very hey, fancy. Thanks for that introduction, Adam. Proud owner of a Nintendo Switch, Reading. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers! Was that a spoiler? Ooh, congratulations! <laughs> Why, thank you. So, the, and uh, you're also hearing the dulcet strains of Mr. Dylan Somerville uh, joining us today as our super guest friend from Telltale Games. Woo! Hi, guys. Hey, welcome aboard. Thank you for being on. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, awesome to have you here. Uh, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gents playing? Shall we let our super guest friend go first? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Dylan, you have the floor. Sure. Well, I haven't got a Nintendo Switch yet, so <laughs> I've been I've been going through my backlog of stuff. Um, right now, I'm playing uh, Until Dawn. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. That's an awesome yeah, game. I put that off for a long time. And then like the most recent game I've played that's come out is uh, Night in the Woods. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah, I just bought that, but I haven't started it yet. It's like I gotta finish chill. Horizon first. It's a very chill game, super slow paced. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. Just put it on, relax, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those games I really want to play that game, but I'm just worried that it's gonna make me really sad. You might be right <laughs> <laughs> because. Yeah. It's yeah, a little, fine. a tiny little bit depressing. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be fine. The writing's I'm so sure. funny, though. The, yeah. the writing is really, really good. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just need to get over but, myself, uh, really. <laughs> yeah, Until Dawn's awesome. That's, uh, I played that, I think, around spooky time last year, and it was <laughs> it was really time? good. Do you mean Halloween? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, spooky time, USA. Okay. Sure, we'll just call it that from now on. It's perfect. <laughs> what are you playing, Mike? Um, okay, so I don't know what's a repeat because it's been so long since I've been on the show. Um, <laughs> I platinum severed. Have I said that? If I've said that, then there you go I again. So, I don't, I don't yeah, think I so. can't keep up with your platinums anymore. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed. I mean, Drinkbox, you know, they do good work. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I can't wait to uh, see what they do next. Um, Guacamelee 2. A ton of Horizon. That game is incredible. Um, yeah. I, I can't gush enough about how much fun I'm having uh, with that game. And then in whatever other free time I can find, I've actually circled back into Persona 4. I want to get that platinum before I jump over to Persona 5. Wow. Good. Okay. So, because you were like, what, 90% of the way there to the platinum? I was really close. I was like 110 hours deep, um, <laughs> oh, which, which sounds ridiculous, but I've been playing that game for a few years now. So <laughs> That's a lot of hours. 
Although <laughs> so I, put, many hours. I put almost that many hours into Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you beat it yet? And I haven't beaten it. No, yeah, not right. yet. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So are you done, Mike? Is that everything? That's everything, yeah. All right. So I played a little bit of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm actually you know I'm going to cut you it. off. I lied. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I just remember I, 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 I had a Super Best Friends video game sleepover. Uh, this oh. last weekend and played uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time and that is really oh, fun. Oh, that game's so that good. That game is super fun. Who did you have this sleepover yeah. with? You want to give a shout out? Yeah, uh, my buddy John who's uh, he's been on the show before. Oh! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's the guy that you want to talk Final Fantasy with? Is that right? That's Josh. Like, There's a lot oh, of Jays. sorry, that's yeah. Josh. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot okay. of alliteration, my friends. Um, <laughs> you only accept you're only accepting friendship applications from people with J names Well, at this I've point. only made it up to the Js. We're still moving forward. <laughs> oh wait! And okay. now I'm done. Now you now you can talk, David. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I played a little bit of Zelda, but I'm actually saving it um, because the Nintendo Switch, as you may know, is portable. So I'm mm. about to go down to North Carolina uh, to visit my family, and I are you am, driving? Of course I am. So you can just play while driving. That's yeah, that's, very do, safe. I, that's what I was planning on doing. It, it might be hard to aim like the arrows, the, the arrow <laughs> aiming gyro stuff might be tough. Oh, enough. I turned that off. I turned that nonsense <laughs> off. <laughs> I actually really like that. Um, I think it works really well because you do like the broad motion with the analog stick and then the fine tuning with the tilting. And I, I feel mm. like it works pretty well. But okay. I know t- uh, motion controls aren't for everyone. So yeah. Um, but I will say, I think Nintendo somehow nailed it. I don't know. They, I guess they've been perfecting it over the last 10 years. So you'd think some progress would have been made in that time. But so I'm saving Zelda for North Carolina. Um, so I, I've actually jumped back into Destiny. Of all the oh things that I goodness. could be playing, I have yeah. there's Persona 5, there's Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> um, there's Mass Effect. I want to be playing all of these games, but instead I'm playing Destiny back, for some reason. It's, it's like um, a like a drug addict going back to it. Kind of, yeah. I mean You're you're they, booting Black Tar Destiny right now. They <laughs> They just released the the Age of Triumph where like they've made all the raids like worth playing again. Um, mm. where as up until this point, only one raid at a time was worth playing. So oh, okay. it's, it's fun to have, what is it? Four different raids to go through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that I know that are still playing the game, like ultimate kills and Nick Wagner, uh, friend of the show, Burmack, which I don't think you guys ever met. Cause all he plays pretty much is destiny, uh, okay. but he's a really solid dude. And, um, you know, he's just one of those guys, you know, when, you, when you're playing with him, he's just happy to be there. Like, you know, you're nice. like, hey, what's the best thing that happened today, Burmack? He's like, oh, you know, just playing with you with you guys. You know, it's just great. I love it. Good so, times. Yeah. And uh, plus, you only have six months to get geared up. Yeah. Or five months. Well, it's not really getting geared up because they're going to just throw away everything that you do in Destiny 1. Well, yeah. Just getting geared up hype wise. Oh, mentally. Oh, yeah. In the zone. So I probably won't play Destiny forever. I probably won't try to like do all of the Age of Triumph like achievements because Mm -hmm. I don't, I, to me, the rewards don't seem worth it. But I'm just having a good time going through all the raids again. Actually, Joe King, friend of the show. Uh, Joe King uh, yes, from Gearbox yeah. Software has been playing uh, with us a little bit too, and it's just fun. Like, love that Joe. Yeah, we got to get him pretty, back on here. Yeah, we do. Um, I actually sort of like was like, "Hey, Joe, we should have you back on sometime." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I know." <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, it's been it's been a good time playing Destiny, and that's about all I've been playing. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. I sheepishly say I did also play a little bit of Overtime last week. So uh, that's, well, that that, that explains a little bit of it. So that's one of the one of the most lucrative games. 
It is. It it, it will be in a month anyway when my paychecks come in. <laughs> I love that uh, game. But uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're no stranger yeah, to that game no. yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I have I have played a little tiny bit of Overwatch because they just dropped the new. Um, what is it called, Mike? Do you know? It's like Fio, uh, Agent Fusion. No, I don't, I don't know. The new event, whatever the it is. The new event, whatever it's called. I feel really <laughs> bad that I'm on a gaming podcast and I don't. Oh, and Uprising? you're blanking. I want to say is it called Uprising? Uprising. Uprising? Oh, okay. I wanted to say Fugitive for some reason. I have no idea, no idea <laughs> why that came to mind. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was it's trying Uprising. to get something funny. It didn't come. I'm sorry. Yeah, Overwatch Uprising, <laughs> uh, which is going like from now from April 11th to May 1st. It's pretty cool. They added a PVE event that actually has like story and dialogue, and like uh, you hear, you get to hear what um, um, Reaper sounded like before he got turned into into Reaper, and he sounds oh totally different. And it's ve- it's very interesting. Like hmm. it's a cool template. I hope that they do more of this because I think that's the one thing that I, you know, I love Overwatch to death. It's all, it'll probably always be my favorite like multiplayer shooter, but, um, at least until Overwatch two or something like (laughs) Overwatch replaces it. But, um, uh, it needs, it needs more story in the game. You know, it's kind of got that Mm. destiny problem where there's a lot of lore, but most of it's outside the game. And mm. if they can just find a way to bring it into the game, I feel like I would like it a little better. Um, All right. So anyway, this is a great first step. I, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, there you go. All right. So definitely been playing a ton of Horizon Zero Dawn like you, Mike. As you um, I'm still loving that game. Um, I'm about, I think, level 19 or 20. And I made it to Meridian, which will make sense to people who are playing that game. Um, and just started questing around from there. So I still have a ton left in that game, but uh, definitely, definitely intend on on finishing that. Even though I am now the proud owner of a Nintendo Switch and Zelda. Sorry for spoiling so. that earlier. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a crazy thing. So um, basically, we just went on vacation uh, out to Nashville, uh, see some old friends out there, and then you know came back and basically leading up like the couple of weeks leading up to uh our flight i was i was basically warming the wife up to the idea like you know so you know we probably should get a switch so i can play it on the plane you know play some zelda on the way you know and she's like oh i don't know and i think she kind of got on board because she thought i would never find one Um, because she was like oh yeah you can go check you can go and so i would like every time we're in a walmart or target or best buy or whatever i would check and uh no one ever had one Mm. so Finally, I, I talked to somebody at like a Walmart and asked, you know, so what's the best way to get one? And he said, honestly, you know, we get a truck every night. I don't know if there's going to be one on there. You know, usually we're getting like three at a time or something and they're oh, sold geez. out that first day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, you know, what you can do, though, is call, you know, at 5 a.m. That's right when we open. Call 5 a.m. and see if we have any. And then... um you know, we can hold it for an hour. And so I was thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day just to see if I can get a Switch. Like, that's that's crazy. I, yeah, I want one, but I don't want one that bad. So um, <laughs> my sleep is precious. Yes. So I, uh, you know, I'd kind of like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it on days I wake up to go to the gym or something. So anyway, we're out doing some grocery shopping on Sunday, I think it was, um, or Monday. No, who knows? But anyway, so I'm out and we <laughs> went to the Target. Time is it's an very, illusion. 
very important to the story. Uh, but yeah, so um, we're, we're grocery shopping and I was like, you know what? I'll just go check. And I was like, it's not going to be, they're not going to have any of this hour. And uh, my son really wanted to go check. So we walked, we walked back there to the electronics and I just, I, I spied three glorious switches sitting there inside the glass case. And I was like, I flagged the nearest employee down and bought it without hesitation. Did not tell my wife that they had it until I owned it. And then, um, and she was like, what is this in the cart? (laughs) And yeah. And the rest is history. There you go. Definitely been playing some breath of the wild. I, I, I really have just been, kind of wander wandering around uh aimlessly in the plateau area yeah, the plateau um just killing some of those r- little red dudes and chopping down trees <laughs> and making bridges out of them and uh, uh-huh i mean you can just like wander around and not do anything related to like finishing the story and you'll just find things to, to do like there it's that's the thing about this game that's so magical is like there's no dead areas where you're like oh there's nothing to do here and i hadn't really done anything that i was supposed to do yet i just Mm kind of started wandering around fooling around picking up food and you know cooking stuff Mm -hmm. and just kind of playing with the systems and one thing i that i i really appreciate about the game is that it gives you kind of a an incentive to just explore Mm-hmm. and and it doesn't necessarily hold your hand on where you should be going yeah um and um, so a- after yeah. a little while i felt a little bit i actually started to feel a little uh listless like i i was kind of i don't know i was kind of wishing that they would have told me mm-hmm. a point to go to so i n- at least know the first thing to do mm-hmm. and so then i happened upon it and i was like oh yeah cool exactly so 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 that's i was gonna say when i first started playing the game i was like oh cool i can do anything this is awesome and then like i got a little way in and i'm like man i do kind of wish they told me what i should do now and Mm -hmm. then i came back around to no you know what i love that i just am kind of happening upon the things that i'm supposed to be doing you know yeah it felt like it felt really cool like i had really explored the area and mm -hmm. found something amazing yeah and when you find it it's like oh i i figured it out you know what i mean yeah like yeah. yeah And so, so I just got inside my first shrine, I guess, and mm-hmm. then I saved. So that's that's oh, nice. basically. I haven't done anything except for <laughs> fool around in that area. But, the first um, of many, my friend. The first of how many are there? Like two hundred or billion? One A billion shrines? No, one I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the No Man's Sky of good gameplay. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I love No Man's yeah. Sky. By the way, just want to put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, really no, love I, the game. I, I think it, it gets more crap than it deserves. Right? Really? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We're actually kind of kind of fans on it here, but yeah, we also understand like. Yeah, maybe, I get maybe it. Not when... the best marketing. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> I think all they had to do was temper expectations, and that game would have been loved. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. That's all. Maybe that's not all they had to do. But... I totally agree because most yeah, of the people that I talk to who are upset with the game were people who tended like to follow it super closely early on. Yeah. But like for me, mm-hmm. I didn't follow it at all. I was just like, that game looks cool. I'll pick it up at some point, and then. When it came out, yeah. I was super happy with it, and then everybody else was mm-hmm. screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, this game is going to change your life forever. <laughs> this game will render real life meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the box quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, so, um, important yes. switch question. Yes. So, you, you bought uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And I, I got s- a pro controller. In a pro oh, controller. Nice. Okay, good. well, good for you. Yeah. Uh, now, did you buy this game in physical or digital? Physical. Physical. What does it taste like? 
Oh, <laughs> I forgot to try it. Uh, you can do it right now and give us your live reaction. You know, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a fan of this. <laughs> All I'm right, not, um, Adam, I won't judge you if you won't do it because I wouldn't do it. So. Yeah, no, I'm doing it. I'm no chicken. Okay, <laughs> I'm no chicken either. Ooh. I'm an intelligent yes. man who knows that he doesn't like to taste gross things. No, you're chicken. So here's what we do, oh, Adam. Go nah. get go get your game. All right, you guys fill some air, and we'll segue into the news. <laughs> Is he really gonna do this? Oh, hold on. Maybe, maybe we should do this. Uh, yeah. Not to not to interrupt the flow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I done hear it tastes bad. Oh, I'm <laughs> so sure it tastes. Maybe bad. you should do that at the end of the show. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Just in yeah. case it's super extra bad. What if I vomit I all to, over my computer well, exactly. and then it ends the show? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to re-record this, so let's see at the end. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, the other thing I've been playing now, and I don't know, I won't get into specifics because I don't think I'm supposed to, but um, oh. the Sea of Thieves Alpha on the Xbox One. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that the rare game? Um, is it rare? I, I can't don't remember. Sea of Thieves? Um, I'll, I'll I don't think someone Google it right? get to I'm Google Googling. I've Googled but, um, so many times this episode already gaming but yeah, podcast of, we should know sea this of thieves, <laughs> it is rare if, if, okay yeah if you're not familiar with Sea of Thieves out there um, it is a piratey game and it's a kind of a big open world MMO you're online with with buddies you get paired up with a crew basically okay. of four people um, and you, you basically, you're sailing the seven seas. There's this massive chart down in, in the ship. And so you'll have to have like someone there, um, who's saying, okay, let's go Northeast. We're going to head for this Island, um, based on maps that you each have. Like, okay, I, I see, I have a map, a personal map that has a treasure on an Island shaped like a horseshoe. So then you get your buddy down at the chart saying, okay, let's go Northeast to the horseshoe Island. You got a man up at the helm turning the ship that way. You have someone down at the sails, making sure that the sails are aligned with the wind so that you're going maximum speed. Um, And also if you encounter someone else's ship, you know, you got to have someone at the cannons blasting. So it's like, it's this amazing team operation uh, where, you know, you are just, you have to, you definitely have to, there's no way to do it without, you know, mics and, and working together. And Mike? the awesome thing was, yes, Mike Lopez? without, without yeah. Mike Lopez. I'm essential. Oh, um, <laughs> Being very high so, demand. But when it all, when it's all working and everyone's on board with the team thing, it's, <clears throat> it's a magical, magical thing. I felt like Guybrush Threepwood himself sitting there, like just running around, <laughs> like we got, we got hit with cannon fire and then we, I ran below and they're in the, bottom is filling up with water you know and so i had to uh you got to get wood and like patch up the holes before and then bail out the water before you sink and stuff and so you'd all be working together like oh my gosh bail the water out i'm gonna patch these holes and then like someone reload the cannons and and all this (laughs) stuff and so finally if you battle your way through or you make your way to this island you would essentially get um you, you know you if you locate where the X is on your map, you can find treasure there and then you can take it back to a, a kind of this hub Island where you can trade it in, uh, sell all the treasure off and you get credit for it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the loop, um, that I saw in the game. And, um, you know, I guess, well, the, <laughs> there, there's a grog system as well. <laughs> oh, of but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't say, necessarily i feel like i've said too much already but anyway um it uh it's glorious and it's the best forever and i'm a pirate now <laughs> wow it's the best forever you've heard it here first folks um yeah, so. I, Adam, I just have one question about it if if you don't mind uh 
is there are there roles that are more fun than other roles? Because that that feels like that could be a potential problem with that game. I didn't notice that there were set roles. You're just a pirate, and you get to you can do whichever part you want. Okay, whatever so part it, you want. It sounds oh. like it's like lovers in dangerous space time. Like you just jump from uh, yeah. area to area based on the need for that moment. Oh, yeah, okay. and you okay. have you have four people like the cannons. That's really cool. Yeah, the 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 fighting is so much fun because you have. You have a guy that may have like a few cannonballs. And so like everyone runs down the line and they're blasting these cannons at the other ship. And then like the other guys running behind them trying to reload them. And then like they whip around to the back and like, it's this frantic thing where you say, Oh, re move the sails and someone turn us around so we can. Yeah. I don't know. You you just get, you definitely get the feeling of really manning this ship. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super awesome. I'm, I'm really cool. excited uh, to play more of that. So awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. You guys uh, care to delve into the news? Yeah, I think I've made a decision about this, by the way, and I feel bad about <laughs> all the people that I've that have written in and complained about it. There haven't been that many. There have been a couple of you, but <laughs> I've made a decision. This is officially back for good. Oh, back for mean, good? Yeah. Do you mean the news? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, Good back out. forever. Well, forever until like a thousand people say they don't so want to. So shall it. it be done. Yeah. <laughs> for all time. And I'm sorry, I still love you if you hate the news thing that I do. <laughs> Please still love me too. <laughs> all right. I guess I should pull up the news stories. That would be oh, good. Oh, that would help a little bit. It, it does help when you have the news stories do, for the news part. Teensy bit. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean we can get right into it i mean so while you're pulling oh, yeah, this up yeah. scorpio details yes oh, yeah. wait no that's not how you say that oh, i'm sorry scorpio <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like joe joe bluth with that name oh there you go yeah that makes yeah. sense like scorpio Gob. michael um uh but yeah so yeah i guess we can delve right into the scorpio um so they're you know digital foundry this is kind of a a fortnightly news wrap-up of course if you're not familiar um so digital foundry got the exclusive right and uh, richard so-and-so went down from england town uh to microsoft's redmond campus got to see the hardware in person Uh and he uh man this guy knows hardware he's like super super uh technical with all this so i'm not going to get that deep into it but kind of the long and short of what they showed him and what he was allowed to talk about um was that you know essentially it had there's 12 gigabytes of gddr5 memory with eight gigs available to devs for games as opposed Mm -hmm. to you know five gigs on the ps4 pro wow uh so that amounts to about 40 percent more um also about a third more memory bandwidth than the PS4 Pro, uh, 30% okay. more raw compute power, uh, and the GPU is about four and a half times the power of the Xbox One. I, I'm not sure. It's a little bit, I'm sure it's definitely higher than the PS4 Pro. It's, you know, a year later as far as the, the silicon that they're baking into this thing. So, yeah. um, man, really, really solid hardware. Um, and I, everything that that digital foundry was talking about, I thought was really impressive the way Microsoft was able to kind of take this unprecedented move as uh, for a mid gen refresh and look at actual game code and where it struggles uh, hardware wise, you know, on the current console and then make allowances and customizations that would uh, streamline those things. And so it's, it's something that 
you know, from a hardware perspective as they're, you know, typically they develop the hardware and then people start coding for it, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no, you may, you don't have kind of real life, uh, real games that you can test out on this stuff and see how it's really going to work. So it's, it's pretty cool that the approach they were able to take with it, um, but yeah, one of the things that came out, they were saying that, that there was a demo version of Forza 6, uh, which was running, you know, which runs at 1080p, 60 frames a second on the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and that was ramped up to 4K, 60 frames a second um, on, I guess, a pretty uh, busy track with a lot of cars <clears throat> and rain effects and everything. Uh-huh. Um, so, and it was it was handling it no problem with maybe at like 60 or 70% overhead. Wow. So. That's so it big. can definitely, I mean, it definitely sounds like they, they've delivered on the promise of this most powerful console ever, um, you know, that yeah. they've been touting. Uh, so, it'll be very expensive. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing. Digital Foundry has estimated based on the guts that they know of. Um, we're probably looking at about a $500 price tag mm-hmm. for this thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Which is the price the original Xbox One launched at, I believe. With yeah. the connect and everything, so I guess yeah. we're just getting back to that price. So I, you know, <laughs> as far as my excitement levels for this, like my computer's already pretty powerful, and I don't have a 4K TV, so like I feel like I may not benefit from this Scorpio very much. At least not at first. Maybe eventually games will start like being coded specifically for Scorpio. And they'll blow my brains out with amazing quality graphics and <laughs> fidelity. And but well, that's the thing they they've talked about as well is that you know similar to what we see on the PS4 Pro, they have you know uh, 1080p versions, but you know like say Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, that you know running on the Pro in 1080, it has enhanced graphics and you know more effects and all that, you know, good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you're going to see something similar on the, on the Scorpio, <clears throat> excuse me, Scorpio. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the, uh, yeah, for 1080p folks, you know, for mm-hmm. us, us, uh, us, us commoners, <laughs> yeah, the commoners <laughs> who can't afford the, yeah. the 4Ks. Um, yeah. So, and you know, that, that is a cool, that is a cool thing. You know, the whole like, oh, well, if you have a 1080p TV, they can code in modes that, take advantage of that at 1080p but then you've got like first party so well basically first party sony games coming out like horizon zero dawn that don't support really the pro at all unless you have a 4k tv you know like there's no benefit to the 1080p version so right yeah it's optional i mean yeah it's just, so in they, theory it's a cool idea but i hope that games will start to support that stuff soon well, not, you know? i'm kind of curious like dylan from your perspective does does all this additional hardware how much does it really mean? Because you're not able to essentially, or I guess you could, a lot of people aren't necessarily going to be make games for just the the Scorpio, right? They're going to have to make something that goes across all platforms. Yeah, I mean... So how, I don't, how, how exciting is this from the industry perspective? Um, I don't know. Like, especially at bigger companies, like Telltale size are bigger. Like, I don't think... Uh, well, I shouldn't say that, but like a lot of companies... <laughs> I feel like aren't that excited about it because um, just because we're going to be trying to hit as many platforms as we can anyways. And like the way mm-hmm. Sony and Microsoft seem to frame the Scorpio and pro is that like, you can still play all your games. So like the minute that we start making content, 
that's specific for that program I've, or that hardware, I feel like people are going to be uh, upset about it. Like, why does this person yeah, get this sure. like mode and I don't? Like, that's like a chunk of the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I like it. Like, a, like, you guys are kind of coming to, like, realizing, like, it is a 4K kind of device. Like, I think, like, if you have a 4K TV, like, definitely get this thing. Like, it'll make your game look 10 times as pretty or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thoughts. And, like, for... Yeah. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if mm-hmm. you consider... I think even Microsoft is kind of taking this approach because if you look at a lot of what they did reveal, they're kind of saying, like, you were not asking necessarily for developers to go back and re-optimize their games for this. This hardware is just going to kind of take ad- advantage of all this extra resource and games yeah. are going to run and look better on their own without you having to do anything. I'm not like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like deep on the coding side, but generally I'm, I'm assuming yeah, sure. that on our side, it's just going to let us like check off a few extra boxes. Like, okay, here's the HDR support, like a little bit higher resolution mm-hmm. uh, light mapping or whatever. And beyond that, like mm-hmm. it's not going to change much of our flow. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and plus I've, I've heard, mm-hmm. Um, some people say like they don't like the fragmentation that this is kind of doing to the console market. Like now, now you've got two SKUs of PS4 to support and two SKUs of Xbox One to support. So it's not double the work per se, but it is more work for sure. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like some some of the programmers that get more into the deep stuff, I feel like it's made their jobs just a bit harder mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like tell, Telltale, you guys support like every platform under the sun. <laughs> so I mean, you got, it's like oh great, just throw another one on the pile. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is this is the moment where I have to say that my personal opinions don't reflect the company's. Oh opinions. yes. <laughs> <I am. laughs> <No. laughs> well. For right, better right. or worse, we support pretty much everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> no, I mean, it's awesome that like I can open yeah. up, I can grab my Android phone and play uh, Game of Thrones on it and then come home and play, you know, Tales from the Borderlands yeah. on the PS4, you know. So I, I like that. Um, but I'm sure it, it must present a lot of challenges, too, you know, supporting so many platforms. So. Yeah, like definitely like the more games I play, the more kind of like a console elite I am. Like, okay, like why can't this look as good as uncharted or whatever? And like every once in a while, it's like, it takes me talking to somebody at the studio to calm me down and be like, <laughs> we have to, we have to like let people play these other games because the games that we kind of make are casual. So mm-hmm. like our, our target demographic is like a wider age range. Mm-hmm. And For sure. Wanna like, yeah, we want to, um, we want to include people like accessibility is the main mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, and and it's been working. I mean, ever since uh, I would say, well, I I know I owned um, the Monkey Island game that Telltale did. Oh yeah, and then, Secret Monkey Island. Yeah, what yeah. Was it Return but to then, Monkey Island. What was it called? Uh, it was called Return to Monkey Island. I think so. I, I, don't can, know. I can. Yeah. I can. Yeah. It, yeah. But, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it, as soon as Walking Dead blew up, though, it became a whole different ball game over there but it's been it's definitely been working i mean yeah. you guys put out a ton of great games last <laughs> last few years so yeah. um i think we put out 15 episodes last year whoa oh my gosh. wow oh my goodness yeah yeah like that <laughs> blew my mind like across like minecraft minecraft batman walking dead and um there was, was there a michonne oh no the michonne oh yeah walking i think dead? michonne was like right at the beginning of the oh, year oh yeah yeah okay yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, would you guys, what do you have, like four teams going over there? Uh, yep. We're like, well, <laughs> I feel bad for certain departments. It depends on what department you're in. For like, for, oh, okay. for environment art, um, what I do specifically, there are four teams. But like, okay. if you're in like VFX or rigging, like you basically get one team and you have to do four projects. <laughs> I feel I feel quite bad for those people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's well, awesome. Keeping them in business. Those, yeah. <laughs> those guys play a lot of the overtime game, I bet. Oh, okay. yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um let's see, let's see. Moving on to the news. I know Zelda Breath of the Wild got patched, but that was kind of before I even got the game, so I'm just I'm well, just. Uh, I can tell living. you, it's significant. Uh, okay, there are there are a lot of heavily forested areas that were like dipped about 20 frames per second, um, mm-hmm. and post patch, most of those areas are now at 30 frames per second consistently. So. Yeah, I saw a little uh, comparison pre and post patch. Yeah. Uh, video. I think big. Digital Foundry again, but yeah, that's awesome. They they managed to optimize. Um, I now. Am I right in understanding that uh, it's mainly for the Switch version? Like, there's no yeah, there no love for the Wii U. Yeah, much to a couple of our listeners' chagrin, they haven't really patched the Wii U version very much yet. Yeah, um, but they've patched the Switch version a lot. Like, uh, this is I. I mean, it's been a while, I guess, since I played a modern Nintendo game. Um, but uh, this th- this feels like the most patching I've ever experienced in a Nintendo game. I, like, and hmm. in in this amount of time, like within the first month or whatever. Um, yeah, I've, I think there's been like three patches so far, which is like that's pretty fast. That's a pretty big deal. Because uh, yeah. Nintendo's kind of famous for like, let's just get it right before we launch. You know, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's interesting. I in some on on some levels, I don't love it. Um, just because I prefer most companies would just get it right before it launched. But I know <clears throat> today's economy and the market and everything doesn't necessarily allow for that. And plus there's the whole beautiful day one patch thing. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a trade off, but I, I'll, I'll kind of miss the days when Nintendo products arrive fully, you know, fleshed out, I, think, I guess. Well, you know, to, to that point, I think that, um, you know, there was some speculation that, the switch launch and zelda um you know was kind of pushed up to to kind of get it out soon you know and yeah. so i mean it, i believe i that. wonder i wonder if it's possible if that's why there's some patching and then you know there's some of the other games that are coming will be on a little bit better timeline yeah you know, they'll have more time to perfect i could see that i could see nintendo trying to get like as many systems out there before the holiday as possible because i'm sure once the holiday rolls around, demand will go up even more because well, everyone wants to get their kid a Nintendo system for Christmas, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they being launching in March, you kind of can catch on some of the tail end, the gift card market oh, that's uh, true. from the yeah. previous Christmas. I, I just think that Clever they, girl. they really didn't <laughs> they really didn't want to go against the uh, the Scorpio, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> and you know, in a lot of ways, the Nintendo Switch uh launch in general feels like a beta test because we don't have any of our online service stuff yet there's right. no e-shop yet there are i mean there's a little there's an e-shop but there's no virtual console yet um you know it, it, it'll be interesting to see how the system shapes up over yeah. the next few months you know to to year or whatever because it kind of yeah, feels like a beta launch in a weird way you know yeah yeah i mean well 
so far, I mean, I still have my friend code. I still have all that stuff that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking so of which, we need to become friends, Adam. Oh, I know. I know. One yeah. of these days, David, One of these we'll, days be, we'll, we'll, be we'll be real friends. Yeah. <laughs> I look so, forward to that um, day. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that the switch ends up. Now I'm not trying to pressure, squeeze any you know exclusives out of you, Dylan. Um, no problem. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that you know one day I'll be able to play my Telltale games over there mm, on the Switch. That would be no nice. <laughs> Time will tell, I suppose. No well, it's uh wait, isn't it <laughs> isn't uh Minecraft Story Mode already announced? Is it? That's a question for Google, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's a not, question for Google, yeah, not you. Definitely, definitely a Google question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, I'm seriously not trying to entrap you. No, no, no. I, yes. totally, I totally understand. Uh, it's really funny if you go on like the um, like Telltale Twitter and like any announcement that we made for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was like the very first one, especially. Um, if you look mm-hmm. on there, like all the replies for the tweets are just like. <laughs> When's the Switch version coming? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And it looks like Minecraft Story Mode is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's on Nintendo.com. Awesome. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust those guys. <laughs> Are they noteworthy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Repu- pretty reputable. Yeah. Although, I don't know, with Reggie deciding that he doesn't like money anymore and oh, deciding my that no more NES oh, classics yeah. in in North America is the well, most the important by the way, part is they waited until everybody who wanted one got one before they went ahead and canceled it, right? Not I mean, everyone. I didn't get one yet. <laughs> no. Huh. I think well, no one could get one. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> everyone wanted one. No one could buy one. And yeah. then they're like, "You know what? We'll give you we'll we'll uh, I guess we'll throw you guys a few more bones and then uh yeah, yeah it's over. So, if you got one, great. Otherwise, you're dead. My problem was I wanted one until I couldn't get one, and then I just decided I'm not going to get one. So, I, I yeah, partially I, am the reason that I didn't get one. So, well, I'm, there's some different theories. Uh, I think Polygon wrote about it, right, Mike? Um, and one of them was talking about how maybe this is because Nintendo hates piracy so much, and people had already hacked the, <laughs> the, the yeah, NES maybe. Classic, like like oh, the Dickens, and thrown a ton of ROMs reason, on it. That's so silly. That's they're silly gooses. I mean, also, if that's the reason, you just you just release a new firmware, sure, uh, a new version of it that has better firmware yeah. that's a little m- bit more uh, release sturdy. May, you know, I have I do have a conspiracy theory here that <laughs> maybe they're working on a new version that has like a uh, Ethernet port or Wi-Fi. And you can just download games from their eShop on nope. there. That's what it should have been all That's along, what it right? You're, I mean, you're talking about Virtual Console, and it's just going to be on your Switch. No, but I'm saying they could do an <laughs> NES specific Virtual Console, right? But that's, I mean, that's a really good point, so though. Well. It would do great. I yeah, mean, I don't that, know. What do you guys think? Is it? Do you guys think that it's uh, you know possible that they they saw the NES Classic as maybe taking too big of a bite out of Virtual Console sales mm-hmm. for? The Switch? That's I another mean, possibility. I, yeah. I think especially if you start talking about an internet-enabled Nintendo Classic console, then absolutely 100%. Like, people who may be interested in Switches specifically for portable virtual console. I mean... Well, portable uh, virtual console, that's that's your either right. 3DS or your, or right, your Switch. But you, you, you know? still run the chance of somebody like, well, I could just buy this $60 device instead of the $300 device hmm. and get to play those classic games still, even if I can't play them hmm. on the go yeah possible so that's that's not gonna happen yeah i i really want an announcement i was hoping that they, we just had an, um a nintendo direct recently 
And I was really hoping they were going to give us any kind of information about the virtual console, but mm, they're, they're fine to just wait and not tell us anything. So, but they did announce some really sweet yellow joy cons, which I might, I might buy them because they're, well, they're really cool looking. That's one opinion. They kind of look like <laughs> bananas, Mike. Don't uh, you like bananas? They kind of look hideous. No, they look but, like bananas. I mean, Do you hate bananas, Mike? <laughs> the listeners need to know. I wouldn't say no. I love bananas. I don't think they look like okay, bananas. Okay, then at all. you love these Joy Cons. I feel like I didn't. I didn't put the banana uh, thing together with these. Things. I was just like, "Whoa, that's a bad color." No, it's bananas. <laughs> that was my. I like it a lot. I think they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's two and two, so executive decision. They're bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if they had like donkey kong like on, oh, on the backs so or something then i'd be like oh it's a banana controller it I is get a it. banana controller though it's the same color that the controller that came with donkey kong 64 was mm-hmm. okay it's the same color. i think it is a weird decision for them to choose yellow though like even though i really really like the color i think it's strange because yellow is a really polarizing color for a lot of people like some people yeah. are really yeah. turned off by it and some people love it mm-hmm yeah. Green would have probably been a safer color choice because a lot of people I'd, like green. I'd be in. Yeah. yeah, I love green. Or maybe like purple and orange. Those no. are complementary oh, no. colors. I would like more offset oh, no. color schemes too. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I like I like the uh, kind of neon red and blue. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got the. Cool. I ended up getting just whatever switch they would give me, um, <laughs> and that uh, ended up being gray controllers. So. Oh yeah. Um, um, so also another, yeah. another slight conspiracy theory about the NES classic being pulled. Nintendo loves eBay. <laughs> Maybe this year we're going to get a SNES classic. Ooh. Oh, that'd be cool. I would buy, I want that. I actually really want that because I want that twice. controller back. I want I, that. That was like my favorite yeah. controller ever. And <laughs> like, just give me like 32 or however many games came with the original or the NES classic. Give me that many SNES games. F zero super Mario, uh, super Mario world, uh, star Fox, put star Fox on there. Um, it'd be amazing. Put Chrono Trigger yeah. on there for Mike. There you no, go. I mean, there's way better ways to play Chrono Trigger now. So <laughs> yeah, like on the Vita, of mm. course. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. I also put Link to the Past on there. Oh, yeah. Which just celebrated its 25th birthday, which means I'm old. I'm almost wondering if uh, the Nintendo Classic or the NES Classic got canceled during some kind of sleepless stupor known as Mario Time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you care to talk about this one a little bit? Um, I mean, I don't have the article in front of me, but if I remember correctly, it was you posted revealed. it, pal. Yeah, that was like how long ago? <laughs> you were so anxious to like hop on the Nintendo hate train that you posted it the second you saw it. But did you <laughs> actually even read it? Yeah, no, I did. Okay, actually. so basically the article is, comes from Kotaku. It talks about, you know, over the years, game development companies have found all sorts of euphemisms for unpaid overtime, but Nintendo's might be the best. If a legendary designer Shigeru Miyamoto ever comes up and tells you it's Mario time, <laughs> you're in for a long night. <laughs> I hope he does like a, a Charles Martinet I, uh, impersonation when he comes up, though. I want him to go like, oh yeah, Mario time, you know. Well, <laughs> I just think, I just think of like, man, this the way this is written. <clears throat> Shigeru Miyamoto comes up, tells you it's Mario time, and you're in for a long night. That sounds very suggestive, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, a guy dressed up in a Mario costume walks up to you and has like, you know, presses play on a boombox and like sax music is playing. Oh yeah, is that what you're implying? <laughs> 
<laughs> like Warren G. Yeah, the, like Warren G, claimed, my favorite saxophone player. The acclaimed player. saxophone yeah. player, as we all know him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Dylan, do you guys have any, uh, I don't know, uh, fun names for crunch around uh, Telltale? Uh, Nope. Uh, <laughs> fun ones? It's like <laughs> nothing as good as Mario time. <laughs> we do have More we might have like some name for like weekend crunch, but I can't remember. It's not fun at all. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> well, might I suggest Clementine? Ooh, oh, I'm just saying. Oh, you know. around the office. Actually. <laughs> just get that going around the office. You know, just just see how it goes over. Yeah. People, it might give them like you know this is this is the house that Clementine built. So let's you know <laughs> let's rally around her. You know I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Oh man. All right. So let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going to skip over a couple because we're running a little yeah, bit long. Uncharted. So Uncharted. Done. The Lost Legacy releases August 22nd for forty dollars. Oh, I cannot wait. Now, nice. Can you play this without owning Uncharted Four? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Standalone. So, okay, that's pretty cool then. Yeah. It's a nice so cheap I, game. On the one hand, I was I read this and I was like, oh, this is I'm kind of bummed. This is probably the last little bit of Uncharted I'm going to get for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And ever. then I started thinking, whoa, wait, wait a second. What if they keep a side team cranking away on side Uncharted stories? I don't think so. I I remember hearing or, or watching. Uh, maybe it was. I don't remember if it was reading. It's one of those. I was either hearing, watching, or reading. One something. of your senses. Was yeah, engaged. one of one of those senses. I, <laughs> I could have been smelling it. This I don't could have dreamed it. <laughs> but I remember hearing them say that they they tried the two team thing for a while, and they're they're ready to to combine it back into one or something like mm. that. I don't mm. I don't know. I can't confirm that. Well, I know I know they had to kind of pull all the resources that used to be the Last of Us team and the Uncharted team all in to to finish uncharted 4 on time yeah uh, and then it was still delayed but um <laughs> that it happens but um but yeah i don't better. know this is i know this is being done by a smaller group of people in a different direct it's not like neil or bruce directing this right so uh, one of the i can't remember the guy's name but uh it looks like it's turning out amazingly and actually it, it's they said uh in a recent interview that it actually is much larger than they intended it to be mm-hmm. it was going to be more of a, a DLC for, you know, $25. And that's kind of how it was sold in the, in the season pass. Right. Um, so people who bought that are actually getting a pretty sweet deal for this, knowing that it's now going to be $40. Oh, I didn't know it was included in the season pass. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, pretty sweet. Uh, I, I'm excited. I missed Chloe a lot in Uncharted 4. So I'm glad that she kind of gets to like tell a little bit of her tale. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, also, I feel like you skipped this one, and I really want to talk about it just briefly. Uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer yeah, leaked. The leak. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think it looks amazing. Um, all that stuff was in-game, apparently, uh, in-engine. And you know what's funny is we're recording this on Thursday, April 14th, uh, or 13th, um, mm-hmm. and it hasn't still hasn't officially uh, been shown anywhere yet. Yeah, so um, Saturday. By the time this comes out, it, yeah. It by the time this seen. comes out, it'll be official. Like they show Darth Maul and Yoda and Rey mm-hmm. and Kylo Ren, and yeah, there's going to be a single player, sweet. which I feel like the original was sorely missing. Mm-hmm. It needed it for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm pretty excited. Like I, I had fun with Star Wars Battlefront. I would have a hard time too. recommending it to someone, but. I did have fun probably because I love Star Wars and Space Wizards yeah. and uh Mike yeah, hey guys, quick side note. Mike thinks that Star Wars should be called Star War. 
because there's only one war at a time. What do you guys think about that? Mm. I'm Luke Mike also doesn't really like Star Wars that much. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I see what you did there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely, I feel like Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, I loved it. Everyone was loving it. We were all playing Hoth and having a great time. And and a part of it was that Star Wars stupor that was building uh, up, up to The Force Awakens. Um, but you know, and I, again, this is going to come out, you know, in the lead up to episode eight and mm-hmm. it's going to be every, it's going to be kind of the sim, a similar thing, but yeah, I'm definitely jazzed that this has a campaign because nothing will kill your star Wars battlefront with no campaign faster than overwatch coming out. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also one, one thing about battlefront, I hope they tweak, tweak this a little bit. Um, all guns were a hundred percent accurate at all distances. So like mm. you could just get shot from all the way on the other side of the map and like not know oh. how or why you died. And that, that was a little yeah. bit frustrating. So maybe well, that's how lasers work, David. Yeah. I'm in agreement. I, you know, here. I mean, I lasers. know that is how they work, but as, as a gameplay mechanic, it's not quite as, as fun. It, I mean, it would just be really weird to see a laser go pew and then like fall no, into the so, snow. So it wouldn't fall necessarily. But what I'm <laughs> suggesting is make the, make the like auto aim accuracy enabling hand enhancing oh, stuff. Okay. Less accurate. The further away the target is. That's, that's, that's my little suggestion. Okay. Fair enough. So, fair enough. There you go. That's, that's um, it. Just the uh, gonna, from a- I just quickly touch on this because I think it's cool. Microsoft continues their streak of consumer-friendly practices, testing a new Steam-style refund system. Yeah. So, like, if you if you don't like your digital purchase, um, you probably have like a certain amount of playtime, yeah. like on Steam, and then you could get a refund. So that's that's pretty awesome. I hope they do it, and I hope Sony follows suit because that is really well, cool. Well, they <laughs> are doing it. Like, people already have this, I think, enabled on their accounts. Oh, um, like if they're insiders or whatever. Yeah, and and um, the what makes it Steam style, other than the fact that you you have a certain amount of time to play it, is that I don't think a human being has to approve it. I think it's just automatic. As long as you haven't played this much time, you just automatically yeah. get the like refund or whatever. So okay. you know, so you don't have to wait for customer service or whatever. Um, so you know, that's very consumer friendly. I hope you know that it doesn't hurt developers in any particular mm-hmm. way. Uh, because if it does, you can you can get you can bet that they're gonna maybe like c- like put less priority on Xbox One because like if the, say they have like s- sort of a shorter game, mm-hmm. you know, like they're gonna just be like, okay, well we're not gonna release this game on Xbox One then because people are just gonna beat it and return it or whatever, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think. It, you'd have to maybe exclude certain games, like a game like Journey, you can beat in two hours and then return it, you know, <laughs> that would yeah. be bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, but I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they've thought of these things now that there are these more bite-sized uh, experiences out there. But, um, and the last news story I wanted to touch on is the uh, Z- Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sales numbers, launch sales <laughs> numbers, and um, as well as Switch, Switch. launch sales. Now, did you did yeah. you study these? Did you take a good look at these? I took a little gander. Now it's it's all steeped in PR speak. Uh-huh. Uh, so I mean they, but they Nintendo. This one is no bones about it. Uh, Nintendo revealed that Switch sold a little bit over nine hundred thousand units in the first twenty eight deal days on sale. Uh, so that's month month of March sales basically mm-hmm. for the Switch. Um, oh, that was. Um, according to the NPD group. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild, uh, meanwhile, sold 1.3 million copies across Switch and Wii U in that same window. 
Now the now Breath of the Wild numbers, if you look at the actual breakdown, it appears that they sold more Switch games than Switch consoles. <laughs> so you kinda have to Yeah, you kinda have to go, wait a second and, and realize can't play it. <laughs> yeah, they're realizing I mean this must be global uh, or at least more than North America uh Breath of the Wild numbers, whereas they've only talked about North America Switch oh, sales numbers. Huh. So, yeah, because who's who's buying a Switch copy of Breath of the Wild and then just sitting there looking at it? Maybe like, everyone one just of these wants days, to see what it tastes like. You know? <laughs> one of these days, yeah, they're just tasting them and seeing, you know, yeah, or they're just sitting there like, one of these days I'll get a Switch and I'm going to play you so hard. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, that about does it for the news. Man, um, that was an epic news. You guys ready to hop into the tweets? Yes. Yeah. What do you got for us, Mike? Oh, was my thing? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Why don't we Why don't we start out with the community question? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll have to kind of slim down Twitter a little bit. Yeah. Uh, We did a lot of news. So, mm-hmm. but I do want to get right to the community question. I think it's probably uh, super relevant, you know, to the yes. uh, ugh, to the day that the episode comes out and to the mm-hmm. guests that we have on. So, oh. uh, community question was: What IP would you guys like to see get the Telltale treatment? Um, obviously, Telltale has branched out in like a million directions at this point. They've done a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, what? It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what what IPs would people really like to see? Um, uh, our buddy Ruben says FIFA 07. <laughs> FIFA 07! Which I don't that get. That is the best answer. <laughs> I would <laughs> come up with a narrative version of FIFA 07. That'd be very hey, if they could do it with Minecraft, I think I think you guys can do it. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm it super sounds into like a it. challenge to me. I don't know why. I'm super into it, though. <laughs> So uh, just pitch it, see how it goes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll pitch this personally at the office. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, I like that it's 07. That's ten years ago. In fact, like, we, we have a we have a whole list of things I kind of need you to go campaign for. Um, yes, I like cool. a lot of these. Oh, one of these answers <laughs> is like the one I would pick if I if I was like being asked this question. So, so uh, so Kenneth uh, tweeted us and said Green Arrow because they did such a good job with Batman. All right, which I have to agree. The the Batman story was excellent. That's a good idea. They should just do every DC hero ever, pretty much. That is a really cool idea. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. More comic stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our 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 buddy and uh, and super guest friend from last week, uh, John Laola, said Firefly. That is such a good one. We are on like a trend for sci fi like. Humor stuff. Well, like Firefly is not necessarily humor. It but, had its like, moments. I think it goes back. It and had, yeah, it does. Definitely. It had Nathan Fillion, so he he always brings a little <laughs> bit of that lighthearted <laughs> charm to it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but they would have to get all the cast members, well, as many of them as they can. I guess one of, I guess book it couldn't, but everyone else. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fillion's all already doing game you know voice he's acting like so all over destiny too so yeah um he's in i he's he'll do it yeah he'll do it 
Yeah. <laughs> was he the one who redid Peter Dinklage's stuff in uh, Destiny? No, he was. Or? No, that was uh, Nolan North. Okay. Who voiced Nathan Drake, who looked like Nathan Fillion. <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand your confusion. No, seven, seven degrees. <laughs> Nathan easily. Fillion is a plays a robot named uh, Cade Six. He's one of the like. There's like three main people in charge, uh, and he's one of those. So. Gotcha. Um. Uh, Travis Roberts uh, messaged us and said in the same vein, uh, but be- uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we have kind of That's a Joss a- Whedon thing going, I guess. It's yeah, really we definitely good- got the Whedon verse coming yeah. around. I, person- I personally would love that. I would love <laughs> yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Judge Greg uh, also said uh, Firefly, uh, but he'd also love to see Farscape. I don't know Farscape at all. Yeah, I don't know yeah, a little I'm bit. Not, I only know a little bit about Farscape. I'm gonna Google Farscape. <laughs> it's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh fans though. I do know that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the name several times. Sorry, Greg. I don't know if you have any any fans of that one here. Um <laughs> I've seen this. Now I, you... I never actually watched the show, but I've seen like screenshots or yeah, something from yeah. before. Jim Henson's <laughs> company did all the makeup and puppet effects for that show. Oh, okay. Oh, is that wow. just? Yeah. Are you just saying fire escape with a southern accent? Mike? No, far, far escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, like you went out the far escape. Yeah. I know. I know how it is. Like if your your house catch oh, on fire, you live in big gosh. city, like big city tight, and then you go out, go on out the far escape. <laughs> Save no. yourself. No, Get on out that far escape. That's not it. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Tom Titus Hughes uh, said he would I mean he sent us a bunch he said Breaking Bad Dexter Sons of Anarchy Final Fantasy and Metal Gear oh man Uh, holy smokes Uh, those are all great choices I like that he said I like that he said Metal Gear I I never have like too much insight to where like we're going but um, it's interesting that uh, Telltale has tackled Minecraft because it's like a game adaptation of a game so Mm -hmm. like so like now that like we might be on that kind of trend, like Metal Gear's not out of the question. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe yeah. get Kojima-san into the studio and well, there's oh probably God. give some pointers. Yeah. Some there's legal, legal, I'm sure legal. <laughs> he wouldn't have to be like officially part of it, but just like you get <laughs> his like, ideas and then you just don't in- tell Konami. <laughs> No, I'm sure. Uh, our, buddy, uh, our buddy Ryan said Star Trek TNG DS9 era. Yes. Mm. I've been waiting for that for a while. I don't know what any of those things mean. Star Trek would be like a super good yes. format. Star Trek The Next Generation or Deep Space Nine. Okay. Any that doesn't help. I still don't know what we're talking about. Come on. You know the one with, with Captain Picard? Uh, 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 Patrick Stewart? You know who Patrick Stewart is? No. Uh-uh. Are you kidding Gandalf? me? Gandalf? Is that, is that from Harry Potter? <sighs> If you could see me on on (laughs) facepalming, I'm doing the Picard facepalm right now. I don't know what Picard is. Oh, man. I'm going back to Metal Gear. I just hope Telltale does it because there has to be an option somewhere. Like, you know, you're you're making your dialogue choices and it's like, let's go over there or Otacon or it's like Metal Gear. You know, I just choose Metal Gear every time. Yeah. Just keep Uh. saying that. Uh, that would be the that would be the only thing that probably revitalizes that franchise for me. <laughs> what aren't they doing a new Metal Gear game yeah, right now? Yeah, it's like some Metal weird... Gear Survive. Yep, uh, Survive yeah. with vampires in it, I believe, or zombies. Oh, oh, zombies, zombies. I think. Yeah, well, there yeah, might yeah, be vampires. Yeah. Who knows? The game's not out yet. They're special crystal zombies. 
<laughs> Russell Biggerstaff has has uh, some really good ones in here. Uh, said, uh, "Do you think they could make sense of the Resident Evil storyline?" Mm. <laughs> oh Which my god, it's quite the challenge. <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. If not, yeah, no, that'd Re- be awesome. Yeah, Resident Evil One is the first game I ever played, and I'm actually oh, planning yeah. on getting. I'm actually planning on getting the um the house layout tattooed on my arm. Oh, um, nice. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because I don't want to get like the umbrella tattoo because no, no, no. like I don't know why it just seems douchey to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Like the umbrella, I don't know. Like, yeah, that just is like a symbol of how bad the story is. But like, right. I, I I love the level design in one so much. No, I would great. love to get the the layout on my arm. That's awesome. Yeah. Or you know, next to that, you should get a door and then have it say underneath the master of unlocking. Yeah, you chill, the master <laughs> of unlocking. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he said, if if, uh, if you don't think uh, Resident Evil, then maybe Mass Effect love stories. Oh, Ooh. gosh. Yeah. All of, I want to play all of these, these games. I told you. I, I chose know. a solid list. <laughs> but I'm already all of them. I mean, I'm already swamped, though. I'm, like, I'm so behind on my Telltale games right now. I, know, I am too. <laughs> Sorry, I am too. Yeah. Like, I'm still playing uh, Tales from the Borderlands, which I love. Yeah. Um, and I think it's my favorite, yeah, which is actually kind of, I think I talked about it in a recent episode, but that's one of the reasons I'm really excited for guardians of the galaxy is because I really like the, the humor, yeah. the sci-fi humor stuff that you were talking about, you know, just, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, well, and we'll talk more guardians in, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just want to throw in like one of my like dream telltale games. Oh, please. I like, yeah. I overheard like somebody mentioned this in like a conference room or something and like everyone busted out laughing. So like I 100% <laughs> assume it's a joke, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but like they were like, what if we did like a Fast and the Furious game? And, like, oh, I, exclusive. Uh, you heard it here first, everybody. I, I, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not anything, but um, <laughs> no. I'm just saying that like that would be the be most so hilarious fun. and fun game to work on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially if you can do it like tongue in cheek, you know, like oh, not yeah. not 100% serious, it would be perfect. It'd be oh man. Incredibly hilarious. Yeah. Each episode is like a fasterer and more even more furiouser. <laughs> Just adds an R onto the Yeah. <laughs> Each episode, yeah. You know, I'm going to add something to my list of games I wish Telltale would do. We need one with Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yes, we any, do. Any any one of them. I don't care. Yeah. Any like Terminator. I don't care. Got to uh, be Total Recall. Uh, Jingle all the way. Ooh, Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. I actually had a I had a teacher in college who um who worked on Jingle all the way, and he designed uh-huh. the, he designed the red suit and oh, like, that's amazing um, Turbo Man. And he had to like plaster <laughs> on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was like taking a cast of him and like. <laughs> When he got around the crotch, like, uh, <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger made some really, really weird joke. I can't remember it now. Oh, no. But it was hilarious. <laughs> I can't even uh, imagine we- what that would have been like. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And uh, yeah. to, to so, finish out the Arnold. community question, <laughs> last, but... Certainly not least. Whoever this Megan Lopez is, they're on the right track here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's his wife. It's my wife. Um, <laughs> she said, well, I would love to see something like Stranger Things. Ooh, um, that would be awesome. Which would be fantastic. Uh, I would rather they concentrate on making another Wolf Among Us. 
Oh my god. Which is like oh, our, yeah. that is our favorite one. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, just do another fable. Well, season. Wolfong, this is definitely yeah. my favorite too. Um what was the one that was suggested right before that? Oh yeah. Uh oh yeah, Stranger Stranger things. things. Uh have you guys played yeah. or seen this game called uh, Stories Untold? Oh yeah. It, yeah, yes. it's being it's I being published not. by uh Devolver Digital and I played it like a weekend or two ago and that game is way better than I thought it was going to be. It looked like uh, it looked awesome. like they were just copying Stranger Things completely from the trailer that I watched. But oh, but yeah. then mm-hmm. I played it and it was amazing. But also, I would love wow. to see something like Stranger Things from us. Ugh. Stranger Things. Mm. I know it's really hard to say. <laughs> I've said it like three times now. I'm really stumbling. <laughs> yeah, this. it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Whoa, Stories Untold looks awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. <laughs> That's cool. Did you did you get a chance to play that at GDC or um, where did you see it? I think I met someone from Devolver at GDC for a tiny bit and it like lingered in my mind and then I tried it right after and it's super good. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like nice. it's out on Steam yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's I already think, out. I think oh, it's okay. only like seven or eight bucks right now, but like... It's ten, nice. ten dollars okay. for on Steam Still, anyway. I highly wow. recommend it. Like Cool. It reminds me. It looks of, really cool. Like, Story wise, it reminds me of the Twilight Zone a lot. Huh. Yeah. Nice. It, it reminds me a little bit of um, um, Firewatch too, just a oh, little yeah. bit. Like, n- not a lot. Just yeah, just like it's kind of got a cool like art style with a story being told, and I'm I'm assuming it's not very long. So that, no. that's kind of what reminds me. I think me. I played like an yeah. hour each night mm-hmm. for like a week, and I beat it. Yeah. Nice. nice. I think I'm going to pick this yeah. up. This looks great. I'm buying it right now, in fact. So there you go. like David's just playing that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Guys, if you need me, I'll be over here playing Stories Untold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm actually, we have a huge list of Twitter questions. I'm just going to pick out a couple of these okay. because we're let's, running Let's running hit as long. many as we can, no though. But um, quickly. But quickly. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's on you guys. No, no worries. Guys, long, oh, we'll be quick. We'll be long quick. Long-winded story time, Adam and David over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no rush. Um. <laughs> so uh so alex uh tweeted us and said what are some of your favorite video game moments uh maybe things that surprised you about the medium uh for example uh they mentioned playing battlefield 3 um on i'm sorry this is very tiny text uh battlefield <laughs> 3 on damavand peak in rush mode and when you jump off a helipad on a cliff to a second set of mc i don't even know what these words mean i haven't played what this game what is he game. talking about I have no clue. Anyway, it sounds like it was super cool, Alex. <laughs> so what are some of you guys' favorite game moments? And I'm going to say at the moment, basically every every next five minutes of Horizon Zero Dawn, I do something oh, yeah. that like, feels mind-blowing and that game is incredible. The progression huh. of that game is really good. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I, I gotta I say... Oh, go for it, Dylan. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think the most recent one, like the moment that made me stop and like really think recently, it was kind of surprising. It was from uh, Battlefield 1. And like hmm. when I start playing the campaign for that, um, I love World War One stories, but like it was just like a slight mechanic thing. It was that like every time you died, you uh, would like there like be like some somber music would play or something, and then it would tell you the name of the soldier that you just were and like the birth and death date, and then it would swap over to another soldier. And I thought that was like a really yeah. awesome way to handle like respawning. Like you're not. Yeah. yeah, like you're an actual person who just died, and like you still kind of get the sad feeling of permadeath from that, and then you switch over and are yeah. still able to play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I thought that was like a really sweet little moment. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going way back for mine, but uh, 
One of my favorite moments in any game ever was the first time you get to, I believe it's called the Citadel in Mass Effect 1. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the first, like the big mass relay that was built by an ancient civilization and just like walking around this gigantic like place, you know, in a kind of like now um, Interstellar kind of had a similar like spaceship that mm-hmm. had gravity that would wrap around and... Um, like just expl- meeting all of these new alien species with a codex that I could like read more about them and like the Elcor, how they they couldn't emote, so they would say the emotion they were feeling before every sentence, <laughs> and just like getting absorbed in this gigantic new universe yeah. was yeah. just it blew my mind. Yeah, I'm so. ten minute elevator rides. <laughs> well, I didn't care. <laughs> oh so man, much those elevator those. rides. <laughs> I didn't know any better back then. Loading times were so luxurious. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So I would have to say the very first Colossus uh, in Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, there you um, go. With Alex on this one. one. Just that, that moment where you realize like, oh, I'm not just like a regular good guy. Like something kind of awful is going on here. (laughs) And I don't know what it Mm -hmm. is, but I don't feel great about it. But I'm still going to kill the rest of them, obviously. <laughs> obviously, you got it because I because I bought this game. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, you gotta kill. Yeah, it's either that. Or I gotta kill them all. I mean, I, after <laughs> I spent fifty dollars. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, then uh, definitely the train sequence from Uncharted Two. Oh my gosh! That yes. train is that the game? Uh, Did it yeah, start yeah. out? Oh, okay. No, so I'm not talking about the dangling? the train sequence at the very beginning. I'm talking about like. Okay. Two thirds of the way through the game, when you're on the moving yeah, train, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it loops back around to that. Maybe I can't remember. It's been a few years, but yeah, um, but yeah. Gosh, what an incredible sequence! And I, I had never quite played anything like that at that point, you know. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, one that I've touched on a couple times on this show, uh, Brothers, um, Tale of Two Sons. Oh yeah. The, there's no spoilers. If you haven't played it, go play it. It's awesome. Um, but there's a, a part you know, toward the end where there's a game mechanic that literally made me tear up and I've never experienced that before in a game. And it's such genius. Um, so like it wasn't a story thing. It was, it was an a actual game mechanic. game mechanic. Yeah. And if you've played the game, you wow. probably know what I'm talking about. It's, it's an incredible moment. And I've never, I was so impressed by that. Um, but yeah, anyway, moving along. So, uh, Bo tweeted us and said, it would be interesting just to hear, um, even though I know you guys don't all have switches yet, more than initial when you ask the question. So this is actually That's a good time. Yeah. Um, do you play in handheld or TV mode more? For me, I definitely handheld uh, more. I can only think of a couple times where I've actually played in TV mode, which is ironic because Nintendo has pushed it to be their home console. Yeah. I have mostly played in TV mode because that's the reason I tend to not play uh, my like portable systems very much because I'm home a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And when I'm home, no one else is going to use my TV than me because I'm I live alone. So uh, I'm going to play like I'd rather play a game on my TV. So that's the beauty of the Switch. Like I can still play games when I'm not home, but I can also play it on my TV when I'm like when I'd rather play something there. Yeah. So I think I uh, I've been treating it a little bit more like a portable console. Um, so I mm-hmm. I got it, and the first night I didn't even hook up the the dock. I was just playing it mm-hmm. around the house because, and partially that was just laziness. But now I have the dock set up <laughs> and I plugged it in. And I played with a pro controller for a little while. Um, and then, but it was funny because I was just out there in the living room alone and my wife was in the bedroom watching TV. And I was like, well, I'll just take it in there and lay, lay next to her and she can watch her, you know, Seinfeld or whatever it was. And I can just play some Zelda. And so, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, 
and I, I definitely intend to take it with me in the van pool, you know, and play Zelda on the way to and from work and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm mm-hmm. probably going to, maybe 50-50, but I think I'll probably tend to skew a little bit more toward treating it like a, a, a handheld. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the first week I had it, I went out of town immediately. So I never hooked it up to my TV for the first week and played it mostly as a handheld. Mm-hmm. And it's it's perfect. both in both In both setups, it's like the ideal like like it's it's not better to play it mobile it's not better to play it at home it's equally good mm. in in my personal opinion so dylan there you go. dylan do you plan on picking one up or is that uh, kind of a maybe uh, i'm definitely gonna pick one up it's just like yeah. yeah it's just a matter of like me seeing it in stores like yeah <laughs> um yeah actually i might do it a little bit sooner if uh I see something else besides Zelda that's piquing my interest. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yeah, it, it definitely needs more games for sure. That's its biggest weakness at this point. I'm very excited for Mario Kart 8 because I never played it on Wii U. It's super good. Um, so that's going to be my next big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Splatoon 2 looks pretty cool and ARMS looks pretty fun. I don't know if I'm going to buy ARMS. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm going to buy Splatoon. I probably will buy Splatoon, actually. Splatoon, I played the beta, yeah, and it was pretty fun. The original was really fun, so I, I, have, I have high hopes. I think the next one's going to be good. Mike's shaking his head no about Splatoon okay. 2 and okay. ARMS. and He's never buying <laughs> ARMS. Arms looks dumb. Splatoon's fine. I ARMS guess. looks like <laughs> the, the boxing version of Overwatch, it though, doesn't. man. It it's sure does. It's a lie. It's, no, I'm not lying. It sure You're does. Lie. Don't lie to people, David. <laughs> I'm not lying to people. <laughs> I'm your friend, David. Why would you lie to me? <laughs> Mike's not buying um, a Switch regardless. Nintendo burned him, and he's never forgiving yeah, him. This when, is, how this did Nintendo true. even burn him anyway? It's like, David, it's top, it'd be a topic for another day. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't get all, even know I don't you wanna, exist, Mike. I don't want to get angry in front of Dylan. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Um, he you know, you know Reggie also is the one who brought us uh, cheese stuffed pizza at at uh, Pizza Hut. What? If it weren't for Reggie, we wouldn't have the cheese yeah. what crust it's, like pizza. Is that it's, true? He, when he was at Pizza Hut, he and he was he invented. Well, he didn't invent it, but he was in charge when <laughs> yeah. they invented the uh, the, the the cheese some, stuffed pizza. Some genius crust. intern came up like Reggie. Listen, yeah, <laughs> cheese stuffed pizza crust, and he's like. Yes, <laughs> and then he took the credit forevermore. I got that fact from Cool Games Inc., so I can't v- vouch for its authenticity. But I don't think they would lie to me. That's incredible. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Reggie even and, more now. Oh, this yeah. is why Twitter questions take so long. So Kenneth uh, asked us uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Mass Effect Andromeda all being long, uh, long open world games. Do you think it might hurt some of the sales of Persona Five? Um, now mm. Persona Five's out. I I don't know how the sales are doing, but my guess is pretty darn good because it <laughs> seems like everybody loves it. So my my initial instinct is no. Um, I don't think it's gonna hurt Persona Five sales very much. Yeah, well, I mean the it it's always possible that it could be like a critical darling that doesn't sell very well, but it doesn't seem likely with as many people as i see and this is anecdotal but as many people as i see in our feed playing the game and loving it i would i would say that people are you know people are buying it i I don't know Uh, it's It's, tough because it's also one of those things you you have to keep in mind that um games games published by at least over here published by atlas Mm -hmm. um they they know what their market is Mm -hmm. and and the margin of success is uh 
markedly lower than it is for for a standard triple a game yeah you know Mm -hmm. if they sell they can sell like a million copies and that can be like a thousand times better than a triple uh than a triple game that sells you know five million copies uh yeah yeah they they just they work in a in a much slimmer i think budget line i wonder though if that's true for persona because this one's been in development for ages yeah that's true um I don't know. I, I just, I don't think I'm worried about that game at all. It's hard to tell. I think, I think, I think financially they're going to do just fine. I think the only thing that would make me worry about them financially is the um, streaming controversy that's been happening with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. We should have made that a news item. <laughs> uh, you know, and I will say personally, I am not going to get to persona five anytime soon. It is the first persona game I'm interested in playing. But I have prioritized a bunch of other games ahead of this game. So um, it has affected their sale, at least from my pers- my perspective, because mm-hmm. I want to play uh, Mass Effect before I play Persona, and I want to play I want to finish Horizon Zero Dawn before I play Persona. Um, and uh, so yeah, like I. I could see the, there being other people like me that have never even heard of Persona, but now all of a sudden this game came out and got great reviews, and so now I want to play it, but because I've never played them, like I still have other games I'd rather play first. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm thinking about picking it up. Mostly what's, mostly yeah. what's driving me towards it is the UI. Just like every time I see a screenshot or a little clip from <laughs> it's that game, gorgeous. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It it looks it looks like it's got you know no shortage of style yeah, yeah. for sure so um, and then I think I'll make this our last one uh, okay Ian Corey Drake uh, said uh, with the ongoing negative reviews being thrown about for Mass Effect and Drama do you think there needs to be higher quality controls for gaming especially in regards to mm. AAA uh, outings um, Ooh, so I mean, that's yeah, a tough I mean, one that yeah that's that's like a topic unto itself right but ultimately mm-hmm. like do i wish there were maybe tighter controls about what got released especially from the triple a market absolutely you, you spend 60 dollars on a game um it would be nice if that game was you know uh not completely broken when you got it mm-hmm. um, yeah it's kind of weird that you know without us really knowing about it they ea launched mass effect andromeda as an early access game you know like now they're going to be improving the animation with subsequent patches and they've already improved the eyes a little bit mm-hmm. with, with a patch. Mm-hmm. Like it's very interesting that we're now just buying early access games. Like even, even this Nintendo switch, I talked about this earlier. It kind of feels like we bought an early access console, yeah. um, which is so weird. <laughs> I, but, I, uh, I kind of torn on this one because while I, while I do agree, um, I wonder how much of that is really relegated to like our, much smaller community of the market that's like really into games news and following things it, just like you said before dylan like there was all this news lead up and controversy around um no man's sky mm-hmm. but for somebody not following that which i think is probably the majority of people that buy games yeah uh in general um that was a non-issue it wasn't even really known i think a lot of people probably bought mass effect yeah and didn't really think it had very many problems i mean mm-hmm. they probably noticed a few things but i i think the this game is completely broken type mentality is like very much <laughs> like a very first world gaming news centric problem. Like it's a problem on Twitter. Is it a real big financial problem for these companies like EA? Mm-hmm. Probably not as much as it looks like. I mm-hmm. I super agree. I started to notice that like loud minority, especially when uh, I started working at Telltale and like the 
I pay attention to their um, social feeds a little bit more and like, mm-hmm. like our comments or like Twitter replies will be kind of like hostile a lot of the time. But like the thing that made mm. me notice it was like, I was on some YouTube videos that we had up and all the like to dislike ratios, like there was an immense amount more likes and it's just like, mm-hmm. like you'll have like 500,000 likes and like 2000 dislikes. But like, that shows like more closely to what like the total viewing um, audiences, but then, yeah. you, then you look at the comments and it kind of skews towards the dislike negative stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't I, know like, what like, that is. Wanna... Like, it seems like, especially commenters, uh, whether it's like IGN <laughs> forums or it's like YouTube comments or whatever it is, it's just like the people who are having a great time watching this are, are like uh, probably a little bit more uh, easygoing folks, and there's yeah, that looks cool. Like move on with my life, and then <laughs> yeah. there's like other people who are just like, I am most displeased, you know. <laughs> they, have to, yeah. they just have to like, there's, I don't know, right. and it just becomes and, this like cascading well, effect. And and I think it's it is that like kind of comment culture, and that yeah. people like us that follow the news, like we tend to like look at something and overanalyze it and start picking it apart and looking for every flaw. And I think most will just don't think like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to, you know, discount people's opinions. They're totally valid. Yeah. Would would EA be putting in all these additional Mass Effect changes without that vocal minority? I, I don't know. Maybe they would. Mm. But, so I, I still think there's something valid to it. But whether or not it's like really as big as of an issue as it seems like it is on Twitter or on YouTube, eh, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say... You know, it's funny because it seems like there are two different kinds of releases now. There's like the ones that are like everyone is super vocal about loving it, like Zelda, um, where if someone dings the the Metacritic score a little bit, they get lots of hate tweets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or and then so there's like best thing ever and worst thing ever. Yeah, and there's like no in between <laughs> on on these comments. That's, that's and, just welcome to Twitter, right? I mean, yeah, it's just it's just strange. Like, what happened to Shades of Grey? Like, okay, so I'm gonna get a little controversial here. Uh oh. And there's like this whole like uprising of pineapple on pizza, you know? <laughs> and there are it's, people. It's delicious, and we all know it. There are people that hate it and get very upset when they find out that someone likes it. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that like it that get very upset when someone doesn't like mm, it. Yeah. And it's like, like a microcosm for US politics in pineapple yeah, it's, form. But it's so weird because I don't. So personally, I don't like pineapple on pizza. What? But I'm so glad. No, I don't. But I'm so glad that there are people that do. And I will, I will die for their right to enjoy pineapple on pizza you know like i love that they can like that i wish well, i could like it because i would like to like more things but i that's, don't that's very so, voltaire of you but um i don't know what that means well okay we need to have a history podcast pretty soon then. no we don't anyway uh, <laughs> i like the future not the past <laughs> oh man so i i would say Pineapple on pizza is the devil's food. Let's move on. <laughs> no, well, see, you can't you can't end it like that because we're gonna get some hate mail. Mike. I love pineapple pizza, and it's God's gift to all of us that we can enjoy. And it. I don't like it, but I'm so glad that you do, Adam. Thank you. So there you go. You know, we've. Yeah. I think I feel like we've made some strides. We've found some middle ground. You know, 
And yeah, well, not Mike. I have. I think you both need to take a deep look inside and see what's really important. <laughs> Bacon on uh, what pizza, is right? <laughs> what's that? Bacon on pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, jalapenos is kind of my jam. <laughs> <Okay>. but... <laughs> Ew! I hate jalapenos. I was talking, but I'm glad that I was talking to somebody about the pineapple on pizza debate, and they just told yeah. me I'm going to end this right here. And then they sent me a picture of like M and M's on pizza. They're like, I think we can all join <laughs> oh, join forces and say that this isn't right. And that's like, yeah, that is straight up Ninja Turtle pizza. Yeah, it, does not, yeah, that it should not really gross. exist. Hey, Mike, I just want to clarify. I think jalapenos are disgusting, but I'm so glad that you like them. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't think we can be friends anymore, David. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's your decision. All right, you guys. Adam, Audible. Sell me something. Audible.com. Oh, have, you, Audible, have you heard huh? of Audible? Okay. At I, least once or twice. What? I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. So, Audible okay. is offering <laughs> our listeners um, a free audiobook. And Whoa. I know. I know. It sounds crazy. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. All they have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash sbfegs and oh. sign up and then they get a free audiobook free of charge without paying money um a free audiobook free of charge without paying money <laughs> you, you heard That's right the best free of charge i've ever heard of <laughs> you you heard right they download it for free i might add and then oh, they, wow. they start listening to whatever book might tickle their fancy and i say whatever book with a, a, a tiny asterisk. Um, because, I mean, yeah, are there books that... There are some very, very long books that don't well, qualify. Well, and are there books that aren't on Audible? Sure. But yeah. I would say... But no one cares about those books. Nobody cares about yeah, those nobody books. nobody cares about those books. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much you can find just about any book under the sun uh, on Audible. And I got to say, I'm, I'm not only promoting Audible, I'm also a member. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, it's fun uh, and easy. I have a book recommendation. Oh, did you have one already? I was just going to say it's fun and easy and it's good to do. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Actually, I, I should probably check to make sure this book is on Audible before I <laughs> well, recommend I mean, it. Of course it's on Audible. Like That's why you're recommending it because that's where you got it from. Uh, <laughs> that's not otherwise, where I got it from. Otherwise, this would be a bad ad. Yes, that's for bad sure. Bad ad? Wouldn't that yeah. Have bad? This, adver- this advertisement would be would be full okay. of falsehoods. It, oops. It is on it is on audible.com. Of course. And it's called Thrawn. Oh. It's a Star Wars novel called Thrawn and oh, it's gosh. written by Timothy Zahn. Oh my goodness. Uh, and this is this is the first Star Wars book that is in canon that stars Thrawn. Oh. So that's pretty cool. So this Thrawn is-, is like the coolest character from the expanded universe back before Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah, and then yeah, they're my just favorite. Started, I had just started reading those books uh, right when Disney bought this, like bought Star Wars and decided mm-hmm. none of that was canon anymore. And I right, was like, yeah. oh, I guess I probably shouldn't read anymore. <laughs> but now I'm excited because the same guy who invented this character wrote a new book that is in canon huh. about this character. So I wonder character. if they just have like and, some guidelines, like you just can't do this, that or the other, and then you can be in canon. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure, but it, I've, I'm, I've read a chapter and a half so far, and I'm really enjoying it. All so. right. There you Thrawn go. Thrawn by <laughs> Timothy Zahn. Sweet. There you go. All you have and to Mike's do. And Mike's super thrilled about this one, and I don't care if he's not. Like, no, I mean, I'm, you, say, you say you read. I just want to make sure people know that you listened to it, because it's an audio book. Well, you know, I no, still in an say... Audio medium I still, that you got for, for some free. reason, I still say read when I listen to one of these audiobooks. Yeah, I, it's just, so, I'm just clarifying for folks. Yeah. I, I bought it on Kindle. I'm reading it on my Kindle. Oh, well, you know, you're in luck. You can go 
and add your audible narration to your Kindle ebook. That's all I'm saying. Can I? I don't think my, my Kindle doesn't have like an audio port or anything. But you know, so. forget all that. Go to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS so that we get that sweet, sweet kickback. Yes. No, you buy, you get the audiobook for sure. I, I just pre- preferred to read it. If you accidentally, you know, you fell down some stairs while you were purchasing and you accidentally bought the Kindle version, I understand you can also add audible narration there. <laughs> So anyway, it is time for our meat and potatoes topic of the night. Of course, we have our super guest friend here, Dylan. Um, and you really just wanted to have you on, chat, hang out. Um, I wanted to kind of hear your backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, have you have you played games your whole life, would you say? or? Oh, definitely. When I played Resident yeah. Evil for the first time, I was like four, I think. Four or five, nice. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, she must have been so scared. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> oh man, because I was in high school, I think, when RE1 came out. And I was scared. Yeah, and I was we in were high terrified. school. I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> we were like renting the PlayStation 1, the whole console, and the game. <laughs> so I think I actually did that exactly too. what we did. Yeah, and it would like barely work because people were like kicking it around when they rent it. Yeah. Um, but man, Resident <laughs> Evil. So that's the one that turned you into a gamer, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. So what would you say if you had to pick like two, three favorite games, what would you say? Ooh, um, I think the two really important ones in my life were Resident Evil just because it got me into gaming. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily my favorite game ever, but then... Mm-hmm. Gone Home was really good too because like oh yeah, oh, yeah that's excellent yeah game. I was uh I was in the middle of college when that came out and um I I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a character artist or an environment artist and like I just kind of tried to focus on both as much as I could and then when I played mm-hmm. that game I was like environments are more important to me for sure because like hmm. I mean the Resident Evil one was so inspirational to me mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. I just stuck with environments for the rest of my life. And yeah. then, uh, hmm. I don't know. I'd say probably like Monkey Island would also be a really influential one. Oh yeah, yeah the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, for sure. yeah, that one's so good. That that game, and that that's one of the games. That's actually the game I would say that where I first discovered the uh, the the tingling buns of adventure feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure we all we all know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember like exploring Melee Island and just being like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is so amazing." <laughs> the I'm music and the right now. Yeah. The <laughs> I know. Like sometimes just talking about the tingling buns of adventure, you can get the tingling buns of adventure. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, I actually would like to really go back um, to what you were mentioning with Gone Home mm-hmm. because um, we, we talked a bit about that game on, on this show and, and there is kind of like a primary um, plot, uh, you know, the A story essentially that's happening that, that's kind of really uh, spelled out easily for yeah. the game. But I 
I was completely enamored by Gone Home's like environmental story yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the whole story with a dad that's completely told in the environment. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and that's kind of and that's kind of in your that's your vein right there. So yeah, would you mind kind of talking about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like uh, their uncle Oscar in the house like has his own whole storyline, and um, there's like sometimes developers will leave like too much out in my opinion, but like um, mm. I read something somewhere where like one of the Gone Home developers said like. There's this really, really, really dark room in the basement that you go to and gone home, and it has like a bit of backstory telling that they meant to leave out, but it just hmm. added more to the um, to the cake, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I really love walking simulators, and like I like yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people call them walking <laughs> simulators as an insult, but I like how a lot of these people um, kind of just own the term now and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. that game, um, I think the m- upcoming one I'm super excited about is uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. That's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that game looks awesome. But um, yeah, yeah, there's just something like I feel like games that are more uh, just heavily focused in just like a primary story, like Heavy Rain or. Um, let's say the walking dead from telltale like miss out on a lot of these like chances for like secondary story. Mm. And I think that's mm-hmm. why people will still claim wolf among us as their favorite, because I think wolf among us has a lot more of that second door- secondary story going on. Like you can read all the stuff about the fables um, and what they do in their day to day life. And there'll be like little references to their life in the comics in their houses. But like when you play the walking dead, there isn't really any of that. You don't like see someone's room. You don't get to like have this sense of uh, who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something that uh, the last of us did amazingly. I yeah. thought where, you know, you'd be playing, you're, you're playing Joel and Ellie's story, but you might stop off in some kid's bedroom and just have your heart broken just by reading oh, some yeah. stuff. You know? uh-huh. yeah, it's like, that, I mean, there's so much, um, I would say just, just, doing environments the right way i mean you can you can definitely add so much richness uh you know to the game mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i think that's especially prevalent like what you're saying in uh in the walking simulators you know where that is the game that you're you're just there to experience the world um and mm-hmm. I, i'm excited i want to play a game like that in vr i think that would be really a cool experience that'd be amazing uh, i think yeah i think the most like rudimentary level of like environmental storytelling that I saw was actually uh, at my art school. Um, there was somebody who did like a experimental video project where they put like an LCD TV like on the ground and um, people would come over and stand over it and like perspective wise, like the camera would shoot down onto a like laundry basket and mm-hmm. like there would be all these different items in the laundry basket, like shirts and maybe like they were like moving or whatever. So like they were using it as like an extra box or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it would just cycle between like these, like 10 different people's lives. And you could tell like exactly who this person was based on just their laundry basket. And I thought, (laughs) I thought that was really cool. And I think VR could be a perfect place to explore something larger like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, um, could you talk a little bit about kind of how you got into the games business? Like what, you know, it was something, obviously you say you went to school for it, correct? Like, yeah. so it was mm-hmm. something that you were kind of aiming for from afar, right? Yeah. Um, I think 
originally I wanted to go for journalism and uh, in high school I got into like some Rainbow Six clan or whatever and like <laughs> uh-huh. I just played constantly and when I was like typing to them a lot they were kind of like kind of like the way you write like we uh, we have like a forum over on this website and then I just started like freelance writing for a site when I say freelance, I wasn't really getting paid regularly. I just get review copies for games like mm-hmm. they're oh, high okay. cool. and like oh, cool. So that like deepened my love for video games and like kind of helped me see it as a uh, career path. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so once I got towards the end of high school, I was kind of like, uh, I'd just rather try to make games for real. I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but let's try it. And I like yeah. art. <laughs> nice. I, and I like art, so that was a thing. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. So, what was your kind of after school? What was your fi- first like break into the business? Um, I got started at a uh, startup company in like mid Michigan. It was called like Strength and Numbers Studios, and um, they were working on like a MOBA like game. It was kind of like the the mm-hmm. the best uh, comparison for it is what Paladins is. If you know that game. From the guys who made oh, yeah. 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 Um, it was basically just trying to be like a sci-fi paladins kind of game. And I got yeah. into that like right after college. One of my teachers just like recommended me uh, when he was talking to the dude who was running the studio. And like, it's actually like a really common thread I noticed for a lot of people in the industry. Cause like when I talk to people at Telltale, they'll talk about their like startup studio that they started at. And like mm-hmm. almost the like, prevalent thing for newer people going to the industry like people who haven't who've only been around for like five years or less tend to have come from like a startup that was just like some dude who got like a million dollars and then uh wanted to be game designer as well and that doesn't really like game designer and ceo aren't really like a shared role necessarily so like <laughs> right a lot of times that just kind of goes down <clears throat> and i don't know yeah, so that was pretty much it. I just like worked that job for a while and just worked on my portfolio mm-hmm. super hard on the side, and then Telltale happened. So. That's awesome! That's amazing! Nice! Yeah. yeah, could you talk a little bit about that? I mean, is was it just did you just kind of see Telltale blowing up and you know becoming a successful studio? And then, yeah, um, definitely. Um, uh, like Wolf Among Us is the reason I wanted to work at that studio super badly, and. Um, the way I actually got in contact with somebody at Telltale, so I got hired actually through a referral, and um, mm-hmm. the way it happened oh, nice. was uh, I remotely didn't know anyone from there, but um, one of my favorite artists that I would uh, talk to on Polycount every once in a while, Polycount's a game art forum website, and uh, oh, okay, um, the dude I would talk to on there a lot... Uh, he worked at Telltale and he was like a lead environment artist. And then like one day he was just doing a Patreon. He was like, I'll be a mentor for you guys or whatever. And it was only like, like 60 bucks a month or whatever, way cheaper, mm-hmm. way cheaper than college. <laughs> so like I just did like a mentor program with him where I do like a project a month and then like he'd critique me and whatever. And then one day he just sent me like, Oh, Hey, you should apply here. Your stuff's really good. So that's awesome. Yeah. I have a really funny story about when I got hired at Telltale. Oh, yeah. like when I first got contacted back by them, I had, 
<laughs> so like I make a lot of indie games on the side, but like I just uh I like know like a little bit of programming and I have like a friend who works at Psionics for doing like audio for Rocket League and me and him make like little projects together oh, okay. all the time. Mm-hmm. And like there's this game I came up with one night when I was at the startup studio and I just got like really hammered one night and um <laughs> I came up with this game. I just kept saying it for some reason. I was like what if there was a game that was like Pong, but it's Schlong? And like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know why I just woke up in the morning and I keep going. I kept thinking, <laughs> I kept thinking about this idea and then I made it. And it's like, it's a really silly little game that you can get on like on itch.io. It's just, it's just basically two male parts smacking a ping pong ball back and forth. <laughs> and like, I was, yeah, it's hilarious. And the day I released it is the day I heard back from Telltale. Um, <laughs> and, and like in that same day, I got like an article, like somebody from Kill Screen approached me, and then somebody from uh, like Vice's motherboard, like section of their website approached me, and like I had like three articles written about it, like like the like oh in the same gosh. day that I released it, and then like. People like, oh. that I knew on Facebook would find like the articles and they would just like tag me on Facebook like, oh, this is awesome. And then I was like, this is not awesome. I don't want HR from Telltale seeing this. So like I was untagging myself like crazy. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I found it yeah. online. It's really it hilarious. Dave is playing it right now. I am not That's playing fun. it, but it looks very funny. <laughs> Oh, so man. yeah, that was a huge funny scare. I thought you were gonna say like they <laughs> yeah. they got in touch with you and said, "Listen, you know, forget everything else. We want to bring you on because of this schlong game." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah, I hit it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until today, uh, until, yeah, words yeah. out now, unhidden stories out. It's gonna be surface. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So, um, yeah. can we talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, for the folks listening to the show mm-hmm. the day it releases, um, Guardians comes out episode one tomorrow on the 18th. Um, you know, do you have, would you, is this your first game, uh, with Telltale? Um, I worked a little bit on Minecraft. Okay. And, uh, okay. yeah. And so, yeah, it's, It'd be it'd be my first like full game. Okay, like, I worked on like an episode of Minecraft before, oh. or whatever, but um, cool. Yeah, I was hired on mainly to work on Guardians, and like I got on Guardians like as soon as like production was starting to ramp up for that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, I can't like I don't know what I can say other than like what's been in press, yeah. what what's been in press oh, releases. Yeah, yeah. Sure, so, like, yeah. yeah. Episode one comes out tomorrow, the eighteenth, and. Um, it features Thanos, uh, which is really exciting because he hasn't even really been featured in the movies. I mean, he's like yeah, he's sort true. of there, but you get to inter- like you get to interact with him. I think you see like a screenshot huh. of uh, Drax or somebody fighting him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. I think the biggest speculation that I don't know at all about is um, whatever Marvel is trying to do with their video game universe because like yeah. I'm really mm-hmm. curious. I'm really curious, like, 
personally, I haven't heard anything from like what Insomniac is doing or uh, who else is doing Crystal Dynamics, I think, is doing the Avengers game. Oh, yeah. Or mm. something else. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how any of this links together or if it will link together at all, but hmm. I'd right. be interested. That's kind of what yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating personally. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. You, you would think Marvel would have something in mind for how all that stuff's going to tie together. Yeah. You know? I don't think they're telling any of the game studios what their plan is. They're just kind of, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think for this like first pass, they're just kind of letting us do what we want and then they might uh-huh. like, start like queuing us in or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really uh, exciting. I, I mean, having, having worked with Marvel myself, mm-hmm. cause I, I've worked on visual effects for Daredevil, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, um, a little bit of Iron Fist. We don't know anything either. So. <laughs> yeah. so they don't tell anyone anything. I saw your IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah David, we know. We know. Yeah, big yeah, city so just, tape. I just had to, let me just uh, brush my fingers <laughs> on my shoulder here. Big city tape, fancy pants. Yeah, really tight lip. I think like the only thing I ever remember was like them saying like make Star Lord's jacket more red. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. So you're, I mean, I've, I've been noticing just in the trailer, the the debut trailer that came out for episode yeah. one, uh, it looks like the, a lot of really expansive environments uh, that were shown off. Um, yeah. I mean, do you, is that kind of, is it more challenging than some of the other stuff you've worked on in that regard? Or uh, Definitely. I think like uh, the pace that Telltale goes at, is crazy. And then when you have something as big as Guardians of the Galaxy, it's crazy because you're expected to create this huge sense of scale. It's like a space opera, kind of like yeah. in, the, in a way. Yeah. Um, so there's these huge environments. And like when you're in space, you can kind of fake some stuff. Like there can be like a matte painting in the background that kind of handles most of it for you. But like I think what's challenging is um, Guardians can go from like a weird sand temple to like an eighties, like electronic store or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it can just bounce around all over the place. Like I think, yeah, the movie just goes everywhere. Like you have like the eighties hospital yeah. and then, uh, you're on Yanu's ship or something. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. it just bounces everywhere. And then that combined with how fast telltale wants to put episodes out. Cause like, that's one thing we're constantly pressured to try to do is, um, make sure that we hit our, like, regular cycle for mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. so yeah it's nuts wow yeah yeah, yeah. well we we can't wait awesome. yeah i definitely excited for that <laughs> um i i heard of the trailer too it sounded like some classic rock was creeping in so it looks like they're keeping some of that movie flavor oh yeah uh, so that's awesome too um I don't know if you, I don't know if you can talk about soundtrack stuff, but I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious. Um, all I can say <laughs> is that, uh, I think I've only heard two songs, but like, um, the soundtrack is going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And if you, I don't know if you guys seen the, um, the Thor Ragnarok, um, Oh trailer. my gosh. So many times. It looks, oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. And like, yeah. I, you know, it, 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 it kind of feels like someone working on Thor maybe watched Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot. At one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. No, I, I like I like the way they're unifying it because mm-hmm. technically Thor is in the same universe as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Eventually, they're I think they're going to start crossing paths a yeah, bit. So it makes sense that they would start trying to make those universes look more like each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is cool. And plus. Like I feel like Thor needed a little bit of an injection of uh, of like 
Some, humor. something color yeah humor or something because yeah. it's like it's one of the most like straightforward of all of the the marvel movies yeah so. the person that i think th- i'm really the excited personality is kind of dry in those movies i feel like yeah yeah, yeah. really um yeah. so i think they get away with this especially because like it seems like most of the movies gonna take place in space so like mm-hmm. it seems like anytime they go to space like i think they're gonna try to bring a little guardians flavor into it yeah mm-hmm. sure yeah I'm very excited. And plus Kate Blanchett, you know, I've always kind of had a little bit of a crush on her and she's, she looks like an amazing villain. <laughs> she's like and goth so, Kate Blanchett. It's like, yeah. I know it's cool. It's, it's really wild. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when she goes all spooky style in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like a whole <laughs> yeah. movie of spooky style Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit, Dylan, about um, your indie development too. Cause you know, you're, Telltale by day, indie dev by night. Yeah. Um, so, are you? Is it too early to kind of talk about um, the game you're working on right now? Or well, I mean, like indies, like like the things I like about indie or being indie a little bit more is uh, being able to be open about what I'm working on. Like, there's okay. there's always like a lot of experiments happening. I think like the most likely path I'm going down is a game I'm working on about being trash cans and like <laughs> like there's a I'm working on like a Towerfall esque game or just like a local okay. multiplayer fun thing. Cause like, nice. That's a, that's another huge staple to my life. Like, besides just the, um, like if I was going to be a programmer, this is like the avenue I would explore is more local multiplayer stuff because that's a huge part of my life. Like, I got a lot of friends in elementary school or, uh, or middle school because I would mm-hmm. like invite them over and go over their house and we'd play like James Bond or whatever all the time oh yeah so, good old gold yeah guys. exactly yeah. so like i just think the power of those games to form friendships is super awesome so i that's yeah, kind of, that's definitely. what i want to explore in my own time that's awesome yeah that's i awesome. love towerfall and, and just and or games like nidhog you know where you're just like you get a few people together and everyone's just screaming you know <laughs> like it's just there's just so much i mean when you play multiplayer online there's i'm sure there's some screaming too sometimes but not it's it's different it's like electric when you're in the same room yeah and you're and you're battling it out and you know online screaming yeah. is like aggravated screaming most of the time <laughs> yeah like i'm <laughs> screaming at some little 13 year old kid yeah like you know <laughs> stop being genji have you guys played uh Over- <laughs> have you guys played overcooked at all yeah, uh, a little yeah. bit. Uh, I just bought I it and so. I haven't tried it yet. So <laughs> I met those guys at DC. That's a really good screaming. Oh, game. seriously? Yeah, no, I can't <laughs> yeah, wait. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to get. I want to get the whole family playing that one because that's a four player, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely too many. Too many games. Too little time. I but, know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely excited to play that one. Cool. So is that game uh, called Trash? Is uh, that what I gather? Yeah. Well, I would. It's not decided yet, but like, uh, okay. <laughs> if you if you want to follow any updates on it, you can follow me on Twitter at at uh, handwiches three D. If you that's sandwiches three D with an H at the beginning instead of an S. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. I remember you followed me the yeah. other day, and I was like, well, hand someone named handwiches followed yeah. me on Twitter, and then I looked, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm thinking <laughs> of, I'm thinking about claiming that name in some kind of copyright sense because there, I really wanted to just get handwiches because that's a super clean way to have it. But and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I looked yeah. at the guy on Twitter who actually has just the handwiches handle. 
and he hasn't posted since like 2008 and I'm so that's oh, the worst yeah, I'm so sad. <laughs> you just contact him <laughs> and, and see if you, maybe he'll sell it to you yeah maybe he might sell it cheap he, you know just offer him a burrito that's where I start yeah or a code of guardians I'll be like I can do this Free <laughs> <laughs> copy of Guardians episode one. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's awesome. Well, hey, I think uh, we've been going pretty long. We should probably wrap up, but yeah. thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. It's been an awesome time. No problem, guys. I suppose we ought to do some end of the show plugs for men and women. Yes, inclusive plugs. Inclusive Ooh, plugs. Remember, remember we were going to start calling <laughs> for all. Um, so yes. yeah, keep up with us and the show at sbfvgs.com. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, which you, you can just search for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover or go to bit.ly slash sbfvgsyt. Um, That's right. You can score a lovely SBFVGS t-shirt on amazon.com by searching for our podcast name. Um yeah, keep sending in those sweet, sweet news stories, um, you know, to reddit.com slash r slash sbfvgs. That way we can talk about the news that you choose. Ooh, you hear, I like that like little that? slogan there. That's pretty good. Uh, feel free to stop by. Uh, we started a Discord server recently, mm-hmm. and I have some big news. Mike Lopez, none other than Taco Douglas over here, has been popping by almost what? every day. What? Yeah. Come, come stop on by. Say hi to me and Mike. Maybe Adam sometimes if he ever decides to pop yeah, in again. I, man, work has been so ridiculously insane <laughs> that I yeah. have not. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'll be back in. I'll be back. Yeah, cool. And it, it's the link to get to that is um, bit.ly slash uh, SBFVGS Discord. Yes. And just, just type that link in. You'll have an invite to our server right there. You can chat with us. I'm, I'm there all the time because my job, I'm just sitting next to a computer all day. So um, I'll, I just keep an eye on the messages at least during during work hours sometimes at night i i walk away from computers yeah. occasionally but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah if you get yeah. time uh hop on itunes leave us a review there uh we'd be very eternally grateful um mm. it helps people find the show and uh it makes us it helps us stroke our egos as well like when they're really yeah, really true. good reviews it helps me it helps me with my low self-esteem issues. actually i actually <laughs> print out all the positive reviews and i roll around them on my bed yeah yeah so, yeah you know that's that's yeah just, that's like therapy just totally normal you know? totally normal stuff it's not weird it's not weird at all nah. no yeah <laughs> So yeah, also you can support the show by signing up for a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Um, it was very, very special thanks to Eric Kruger for uh, our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm-hmm. You can chat well, with Mike us. Mike didn't uh, get creepy about it this no, time. No, he didn't. I was waiting for it, but it well, didn't happen. Yeah. I, I, I knew you were waiting for it, but... but- but Dylan's here, guys. Oh, okay. Don't be nervous. All right. Non-fret. He's looking at me right in the face. Dylan, Dylan he's, he's just trying okay, to impress okay. hit me, you, hit me, Dylan. Hit me with it again. Nah. Let's go again. One more time. Yeah, Take two. Yeah, thank you Take to two. Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and his handsome, handsome face. Mm. <laughs> uh, you can go to facebook.com slash SBFEGS and become our friend there, which is always mm. fun. Always a good time. I'm going to make that sound uh, my please. ringtone, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's the alarm oh, yeah. yeah oh that would, that would get me out of bed real fast to turn that off 
Oh um, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SBFVGS Podcast. Um, individually on Twitter, I'm Barry White. That's B U R Y W I T E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Dylan, of course, Handwiches 3D. Um, <laughs> friend us on PSN under those same names, except for Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. And then, uh, mm-hmm. Dylan, I don't know if uh, you want to keep your stuff you, secret. No, nah, if you want to add me on PSN, I'm Color Clash. Okay. All one word. Yep. All right. Is that the American spelling of color? Yes, Amer- American. Okay. No you. <laughs> There's no you. No fancy. There's you. no you in America. There's only team. <laughs> 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 make sure to join the super best friends video game sleepover uh, ps4 community as well we can uh hang out chat there i i really use it for just leaving you guys sweet nothings here and there and then fire up my ps4 i get a little message i should post more zelda screenshots to that <laughs> i know there was an uproar about that <laughs> it was fun yeah and uh yeah we can play some overwatch these guys light the uh, grail shaped beacon here and there and people join up play some overwatch together it's a good time yeah good yeah, times for fun. all and what- we're, we're looking to get enough people to do a custom server Ooh. and just like do crazy rules or something yeah, yeah it'd be kind of fun be awesome but, yeah so yeah um also once again Huge thanks to Dylan, our, our super guest friend of honor, uh, for joining us yes. for this yeah. super deluxe, yeah, yeah. very long episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They're all super deluxe yeah. now, Adam. They are. But thank you, Dylan, so much for coming on. This this was so much fun. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, I'll probably hop on to the Discord server. Nice. And like, if anybody ha- if anybody has any uh, follow up questions or whatever, you can ask me ask me on there. Cool. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, that is super sweet. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. All right. And that is all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 67. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more story-driven episodic podcasts on gaming. Episode 105. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Yay! Yay! Goodbye. All right. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Now maybe just maybe start with a tiny taste. You have to work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna taste this here switch cartridge. It doesn't smell like anything. Yeah. Smells totally normal. (laughs) (laughs) why did i do it see this is why i won't do it (laughs) why would you do this to me reggie